and welcome to Bike Tales. Today I'm off down the Rideau Canal, past the floor of Footbridge, Lounsdowne Park and the Arboretum to Hartwell Locks, a peaceful spot due south of Parliament Hill where the old city starts to give way to the suburbs. I'm here to meet Ottawa's most famous cycling Dutchman, known to most of us as Hands on the Bike. It's appropriate I'm at the locks today because the first time I met Hans was at the staircase of locks near the Ottawa River. I was lifting my rather heavy long-tailed bike over the narrow bridge which is on top of the lock gate when a sprightly cycling tour guide leapt to my aid. One hint of his accent and I immediately put two and two together and realised who he must be. A year later and we're back together to talk cycling and Hans's impeccable manners are at the fore again. He's brought mint tea and homemade gewelde kuchen, a type of Dutch almond biscuit, to share with me. Hans is perhaps most well known among the Ottawa cycling community for being the president of Bike Ottawa for many years. He stepped aside from that role to allow fresh blood to step in, but he's still very actively involved in the cycling community in Ottawa, although you might not want to call it that near him. I think cycling is something that everybody does. You can be a doctor, you can be a homeless person, you can be arriving from the Ukraine last week and cycle. So I find it a bit odd to kind of put that label on that you are a community or that you are a avid cyclist. You just use your bicycle as a way to get from A to B or to get from A to B in a loop and have coffee halfway. So I don't really feel comfortable having that kind of stamp pushed on my forehead that I am somebody from a subsect. Part of Hans's reluctance to embrace the idea of a cycling community comes from where and how he learned to bike. For him as a child, it was just a normal thing that most people did. Cycling in Holland is not a thing. It's, it's not an, a culture. It's not a bike culture. It just happens. I was probably seven years old when I got my bike. I asked my mother recently, who taught me to bike? And she doesn't remember. I may just have learned it from other kids. You just cycle just like people walk. You leave your house and you walk from A to B. And that's with us with cycling as well. It was a trip to New Zealand and meeting the woman who became his wife that resulted in Hans landing in Ottawa. I wanted to know if it was a culture shock arriving in Canada, given what he said about how normalised cycling is in the Netherlands. So I arrived here, I was kind of surprised that there were so few cyclists. And then of course people say, oh, it's the weather, but I'm going like, "Uh, yeah, it's the weather, I can see that. But there's a lot of months that we don't have snow. And yes, we have the odd slight hill here, but it's a fairly flat city. In the late 90s, when he arrived here, a lot of Ottawa's cycling infrastructure was well established already. The NCC had built the multi-use pass and there were already regular open streets. Ottawa, actually, in fact, was the first city in the world, basically, to close parkways. And people forget that. And I think Ottawa, or the NCC in this case, should, uh, should be a bit more proud of that fact. During the summer, Hans works with escape bicycle tours, taking tourists out and showing them the city. And he gets to see firsthand how visitors to Ottawa react to the infrastructure. And it is overwhelmingly positive. Nearly 100%, except maybe a Dutch or a Danish person, but nearly 100% just absolutely love the bicycle infrastructure in Ottawa. Now I tell them, of course, we take you on the nicest pathways with the nicest views and the quietest streets. 
there are places where it's not so nice, but I also tell them that they haven't even seen 5% of all the infrastructure that we have. I had some people this week, for example, they like the cycling in Ottawa better than in Montreal, but because Montreal, of course, is a very urban environment, whereas we are fairly quickly in green space along the Ottawa River, along the Canal, the Rideau River, the Gatineau River. So you can't really compare it, I think. But generally speaking, the, the, the tourists, the visitors from Canada and outside Canada just love what we have here. And I think it's the combination of green space, water, views, some older buildings that makes a really nice package for uh, cycling. Hans is overwhelmingly positive about cycling and I sense a certain reluctance to be dragged into any negative talk about cars and infrastructure. He likes to just get on with moving around the city using his favoured method of transport, like car drivers do without any call on them to examine their travel choices. We discuss how I should label him for this podcast and he shies away from several terms I suggest but will allow me to use the phrase cycling advocate. And I think it's a term that fits him well, because he often can't resist doing small things to help make cycling in the city better. A couple of years ago, he realised there wasn't an easy-to-use cycling map of Ottawa. Everything that was available was too large or too complicated. So basically, NCC, Ottawa and Tino cooperate in a big map, but you have to get it somewhere. It's also online as a PDF, but it's huge. And then, with a strong wind, of course, you can't read that map because it's way too big and at the same time it's too small. And I thought, ah, I just want to have something that I can slide in the pocket, I can open it when I stop. So with no specific design skills or even the right software to begin with, he set about trying to fix that. And it was a bit of an uphill battle. I have a background in marketing, and in marketing you learn that you have to simplify things. The map is basically an idea that I had for a few years, but I had no idea how to do that, so I tried different types of software. Eventually I thought it looks like Inkscape is the right software, so I downloaded it, looked at the screen, and I think it took me one morning to draw a straight line. So it was a bit of a learning curve for me, but I really wanted to show people what the bicycle network is. After lots of Googling and watching YouTube videos, he was eventually able to create something which resembles the famous London Underground map. Its creator, Harry Beck, happens to be a design hero of mine, not just because of the timelessness of his 90-year-old map, but because, depending on which account you believe, he either worked on the entire project or at least the updates in his spare time for free – He, like Hans, was just driven by a desire to make things better and make transport more accessible for everyone. A lot of people, especially visitors, tend to go to the pathways along the river and the canal and then, of course, it becomes very crowded. But there is more. But sometimes you have to do a bit of research. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to just make it easy and make it in your face, like... This is the network and there's bits of pieces missing here. There's also multi-use pathways that I didn't put on the map because I can't really get there in a safe way. So I figured if I kind of create the network, it may help people. And I was just blown away by the reactions. And then CBC called and wanted to uh, talk to me. And like normally my blog has like 80 to 100 hits a day or so. But then all all of a sudden I saw it spiking too close to 2000. And I thought, wow, people do obviously like the map. And I see this season, very interestingly, at the end of the week, I see the page that I have about cycling maps in Ottawa. I see that it gets the highest number of hits every day. So clearly people 
are looking for maps. Hans thinks cycling in Ottawa is something which still isn't promoted well to tourists, which is a shame given the opportunities it provides to see some of the most beautiful parts. He thinks this is, at least in part, due to the politics of being such a geographically large city. Tourists tend to cycle not that much, so I would like to see the city to kind of put a bit more effort in marketing short cycling trips in the city. And that's a bit political, of course, because if Ward X downtown gets attention, then Ward 19 somewhere out in the boonies is what I call it from my downtown perspective will say hey but we want to have that too so the city has to be a bit careful of course but I really think Ottawa is becoming a cycling destination I know that from a, for a fact but I think this the Ottawa tourism for example could do a bit more in the city itself as well by just kind of advertising it. It's not just tourists who like what they see where once the City Hall staff travelled to Europe to view their infrastructure, now experts from elsewhere in North America come to Ottawa to see what we have. I just had somebody from Kentucky over, a professor. He had been working with a Dutch company Mobicon in the Netherlands and they have an office in Ottawa. And so it was suggested or asked or requested if I wanted to take him on a tour. So of course I show him the nicest stuff. So that's, that's how I am too. But we also discussed about how to approach advocacy and how to work with the city. And he said he was so excited when he left that he really wants to come back. It's often suggested that Ottawa will never be a proper cycling city because of the winter months. But Hans doesn't think that should stop the city from aiming to be more cycling friendly. I don't expect anyone to cycle in a snowstorm. I, I often see comments like, ha, 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 this is a winter country. Yes, I know that. I've been living here for 25 years and I'm not telling anybody to cycle in the snow. But you have to focus on basically spring, summer and fall. Hans knows a thing or two about what cyclists want and how to get more people on bikes. He grew up in a country where cycling was just the norm and he's aware that all cities are going to have to adapt like the best European ones already have if they are to prevent becoming overrun by congestion and pollution. It's often said that no one wants to make people give up their cars. That's a hard battle that no one needs. Instead, Hans, like many, just wants to make cycling appealing so that it becomes an easy choice. People look for safety, so I always believe that infrastructure is what you really have to work on, and then real infrastructure, not just paint or a shero. If I had a lot of money, I would strongly suggest, and I think the Dutch have done that very well, focus on neighborhood cycling. I mentioned earlier that most people do not cycle 85 kilometers, they cycle three, four, five kilometers. You want to get people to do this little little bike rides to church, to the grocery store, to the hospital, to the dentist, the physiotherapy clinic, you name it. All that, those bike rides are very easy to do for everyone. Most of it is in residential areas anyway, but sometimes there's just that link missing to get from your residential area to that mall where you have to be you have to all of a sudden cycle 100 meters on some crazy busy road and that's what people don't want so they take the car hans knows better than many what an asset the existing cycling infrastructure in ottawa is because he sees it through the fresh eyes of tourists and experts every year and whilst the use of the word cycling community might jar a little for him 
It's the energy of the people within it, like him, with his advocacy and map design, which will keep pushing Ottawa forwards towards a progressive transport future that we can continue to be proud of. Next time on Bike Tales, I talk to an urban planner with a passion for active transport. We spent the last 50 years basically designing everything around the car. We really need to think differently about how we design cities and how we design communities. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow along in your podcast app so you can be notified when the next episode drops. And you can also join the mailing list at storiesolutions.net slash biketales. Bike Tales is written, produced and presented by me, Claire Mansell, at storiesolutions.net. Storiesolutions.net